Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. How would you like to rub elbows with the likes of Art Linkletter, Norman Vincent Peale, and Zig Ziglar? Hey, I've even met some of those people, and I am in the Hall of Fame with them, but I'm telling you, that gives me goosebumps. My guest today can tell us stories about mingling with this elite group. He can also answer the question, are you dumb enough to be rich? Well, are you? <laughs> That's what we're going to find out in this episode. Bill Barnett is the movement director at 10by10.pro. Bill, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Yeah, good to be here, man. Thanks how's for everything, How's everything in Texas? Hot. It's that time of year. <laughs> We're loving it, killing the virus. So loving yeah. it. Hot and big. That's what you got to say about Texas. It's always, it's always hot and it's always big. Why did you name your company 10 by 10? Or is so it 10 10x10? 10? Is it 10 by 10 or 10x10? It's 10 by 10. Yeah. So uh, for I've been doing 28 years. I've been doing real estate and, and teaching people how to, to uh, make money in real estate. But, you know, there's a movement that is happening from a grassroots standpoint in our country about uh, people wanting to make this a better place. And I've been trying to do that for years. And 10 by 10 is let's get you where you've got passive income of $10,000 a month. I'll teach you how to do that, but I want you committed that you're going to give back 10% to your church or community or charity. That's the 10 by 10. Our movement's dedicated to get 10,000 people committed to doing that. That's awesome. I, well, I'm behind that. That's a, you know, we, we do our hero club and that's one of the tenets of the hero club is don't forget the people that got you where you got, you know, and that's your employees and your community and so forth. What does it mean to be a serial achiever? So, uh, so many people in life are just kind of hanging around. They're not really, um, they're experiencing life, but they're not fully experiencing it. And one of my uh, great mentors in life uh, told me something years ago. He said, just say yes to the opportunity, clean the mess up later. And that's what I live by. And so a lot of opportunities uh, have come along through the years. And I always jump and say, yes, uh, I had a chance to pick crew IndyCar for a couple of seasons. Uh, I'm the most unmechanical guy you'll ever want to be around. And so it didn't make any sense for me being on a pit crew, but we worked it out so that it did. But it happened because I said, yeah, let's do this. And why would you want to be on a pit crew? I, I you know, I used to sponsor IndyCar, both IndyCars and NASCAR. Oh, sweet. Uh, for Penske, for Penske yeah. Racing Team. Yeah. So we had some great drivers that won. We actually won the 50th anniversary of the Daytona 500, which was awesome. That was a cool deal. Um, and to be there at that race at that time was amazing. So why, so first of all, how did you get an offer to do that, seeing how you weren't mechanical? And then why would you do it? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to answer those in reverse. The why was I grew up playing team sports, had a chance to to play uh, college football in Alabama way back uh, when Coach Bryant was there and uh, have the knee scars to, <laughs> to yeah, show for that. And after that end of my career, I always longed for that one more time to be a part of a high-level team. Yeah. And so when the IndyCar opportunity came along, it answered that that desire. And I said, okay, yes. So that's the why. The how was I met a guy named John Lopes, who's a West Point grad, uh, a, a real leader of men. And 
a guy from uh, out in Phoenix, Arizona, owned a commercial roofing company, just decided one morning that he was going to start an IndyCar team. Somehow got hooked up with John. John was an attorney here in Dallas. And uh, John's good friend called me and said, uh, I know you love racing. I grew up around NASCAR. And in fact, uh, so you're talking about uh, Daytona. So Bobby Allison, my uncle was Bobby Allison's first official sponsor in NASCAR. And when he got included in to the uh, Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, one of the people that he invited and recognized there was my uncle. So we we grew up around that, loved all kind of racing. And uh, so Johnny said, hey, uh, what can you do? And I said, well, uh, nothing mechanical. They had their first race. They got about 10 seconds of exposure when they wrecked toward the end of the race. That was it. So he called me the next week and said, uh, can you do PR? I said, brother, been doing PR since I came out of the womb. So, yeah. that. And so I said, here's the thing. You can't afford me. And he was like, oh, man. I, well, I didn't say you couldn't have me. I said, you can't afford me. So we swapped out for me being on the crew. And uh, he said, we got to figure out what you can do. And I was a sign guy. So the oh, guy is that right? So you were like, yeah, most people don't know that most of the folks in the pit crew are e- extreme athletes. They are, they practice, they run, Absolutely. they work out, they work out as a team. And not only, you know, they work out as a team to practice. I mean, cause they're trying to cut milliseconds off of their time when they're cha- changing out the tires, changing out the glass, changing out whatever needs to be changed, you know, in a car. Um, and of course I've seen a lot more of it with the NASCAR just because I've been up close and gone to their Academy and, and everything when I was, a, a, again, a sponsor of NASCAR and a sponsor of Indy. Uh, but I liked them both. I, I tend to like IndyCar a little bit, even though it's just going left turn, left turn, left turn. I always liked in NASCAR. I love the food. I used to love the food, <laughs> which is always good. So are you a still big race car fan? I am. Um, I, uh, tend to lean a little more toward Indy with, uh, I like speed. Yeah. So I, I still, uh, follow IndyCar and, and, uh, still love NASCAR as well. So still yeah. a big racing fan. So. so your, your mission to build an entrepreneur army of real estate investors, primarily around real estate, uh, what steps are you putting in place to build an army? I mean, did, did, I know what it takes to get 10,000 members, say at C-Suite Network, all paying you in one, one shape or form or, yep. or engaged and active, even though we have 350,000 in our network. It, I know what that takes. It's really hard to do. So what steps are you putting in place, Bill, to make that happen? Uh, I, I've got a pretty uh, intense network. Uh, some guy like Mark Victor Hansen, the guy that uh, introduced us. Uh, I've known Mark yeah. since 1978. And uh, so when I, I reached out to Mark and, and said, hey, I'm doing 10 by 10. I want to introduce it to you. And he was like, dude, let's get on it and run. That's what our country needs, something like that. Everybody always wants to make more money, but there's more to it than money. So if we can teach you how to, to do the money first. We can shift the rest of that into contribution. You, you gotta, you mentioned it earlier, we gotta give back, but a lot of people miss the fulfillment that comes with contribution. So we're making that a integral part of learning this process of building passive income. You know, a lot of people were kind of giving me a lot of criticism when I first came out in March and said, no, listen, don't be waiting. Don't, don't, you know, people saying, don't sell, don't, you got to wait. We need hugs. I said, no, we need to drive and thrive because even the guy that's serving the soup at the soup kitchen needs some soup. Okay. Don't ever forget that folks. Speaking of money, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. C-Suite Radio. 
Hey, we're back live on a live cast right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as bring, we bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. I've got Bill Barnett, the movement director at 10 by 10 Pro, and you make sure you want to check it out. He's got a, he's on a big mission, big mission to, to make a lot of money for a lot of people have passive income and then, of course, go do great in their community. So what effect do you want your company to have within the community, Bill? So uh, if everybody's involved with either their church, a charity, or their community, we can't help but get better. So um, as a, a Christian, I had read an article the other day that 97% of practicing Christians do not tithe. And that just, uh, it cut me to the core. And what it said to me was that people out there are just, they're not involved, whether they're a Christian or not, they're not involved in giving back. And right. we get into this uh, this greed mentality where you got to hang on to everything. Well, you can't get anything like that. You got to have those open hands, be willing to give. And if you do that, uh, you can either look at it as God or the universe, but you'll get taken care of as long as you're making the right step. Well, it's certainly, you know, regardless of your religion, it's a spiritual thing. And, and it just, it does, it's good, it's good juju. You know, no matter what, I don't, you know, Christian, Jew, Muslim, I don't care, even quite frankly, an atheist. If you're doing good for your community, you're giving good, good juju. And we like that. And I like that you have a values-based operation, which we call the hero factor. And we think that that companies that exhibit this hero factor that are values-based, you know, and make sure that they realize they're not the real reason for all their success. It's all those things in that community. You know, that was the name of my last book, The Hero Factor. Why is giving back so important to you? And how do you go about it? So how do you how do you get the folks involved with that? Well, I do a lot of financial consulting too with people that are just uh, have had money issues. Uh, I, I taught uh, Dave Ramsey's financial piece at our church a few times. And when you talk to those people, a lot of times they'll say, well, I, I'd love to tithe, but I can't give back because I don't have enough money to pay my bills. And I try my best to set them on the path that, you know what, if you're giving back first, then what happens is however you perceive it, God, universe, it comes back to you and totally. you become a better money manager and yeah. the money goes further and more yeah. money starts coming to you. Yeah, I, well, I'm a real believer and I say this every day without question and I practice this every day. The more you give, the more you get. Absolutely. Now, whether you're helping somebody, if you, let's, let's, let's imagine right now you're listening to us, you don't have the money to be able to you know, go write a big check, go give some time. You know, you don't have the the money, you know, to be able to do the next thing. Well, give something to somebody else and trade it out. T trade it out. I mean, don't, don't I, mean, I do that all the time. I have people say to me, Jeff, I can't, I can't afford your $10,000 dues for the Hero Club or whatever it might be. And I go, but you got a great service. Why don't you get, why don't we trade that? I'll at least get you going. You know, I need what you got, you know? So I think there's a lot of ways in which you can think about doing it. And then, but also I think it's important, Bill, and I'm sure you're this way, you get your feeling about what you can do to just help somebody. Cause sometimes right now with COVID, I've seen people and I'm just go like, look, I believe in you. I'm going to invest in you. Come and join us. Come be a part of it and we'll work it out. You know? You know, we, we have to, whether COVID's going on or not, we, we're all in this thing together. We got to take care of each other. And when you're blessed, and, and God knows I've been blessed in my life as you have in yours, when you're blessed, you've got to turn around and go, you know, uh, people like Mark for me, yeah, he's been a big brother in business for, gosh, almost 40 mm -hmm. years now. Yeah. And so a lot of things he just did out of kindness of his heart because he knew where I was headed and liked me, but 
that comes with a, a price tag. And the price tag is, hey, you got to remember, there's going to be somebody in your spot coming to you. And when that happens, you got to reach out and help them. And uh, if you do that, you know, you and I understand this. We get more out of it than they do. Totally. And, and by the way, I need as many good chits in my side as I could possibly get for, for all the things. And speaking of Mark Victor Hansen, you know, uh, you know, co-author of one of the most of one of the most successful book franchises in history, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Have you ever met a person who's more happy than him? I, I can't think of one. Um, and he's always been that way. You know, I, when I met Mark, it was literally a few months after he had filed bankruptcy. So when you know his story, back in the late 70s, he filed bankruptcy. Uh, he was in the geodesic dome business and uh, it was based on petrochemicals. And when those collapsed during the Carter era, uh, he was bankrupt overnight. And I asked him one time, I was like, Mark, so how did you handle that? How did, you know, how'd you sleep at night, dude? He said, Oh man, I slept like a baby. So I woke up yeah. every two hours crying. And <laughs> so, but I, I, you know, from that moment forward, I've never seen anybody that just doesn't exude uh, happiness quite like Mark. Well, and I, I think he's going to be a guest of ours on the 21st of this month. So make we, sure you tune in everybody. Cause uh, we had him for a very special members only event for our C-suite network, but we said, Hey, we want to get him back. And he's got a brand new book called ask and you may get rush out and buy that book. Uh, we've experienced a number of changes in recent weeks and with so much turmoil right now, what do you think holds people back from achieving business and personal goals? You know, the, the number one, I think, thing that gets in the way is people uh, just will not move forward. That's that whole motto that I, I mentioned earlier, say yes to the opportunity, clean the mess up later. We get so caught up so many times in analyzing what it's going to take to be successful in a certain area that we never make the first step. And if we get started, that, that's what I, I push folks to do all the time is like, look, we can tweak all these other things and get you where you need to be, but I can't make you start. That's got to be you. If you'll take the first step, we can get you there. And in so many different areas, I think that's what holds people back. They just get fear oriented. And look, we all have fear. Um, yeah. You got kids. I got kids. Most of the people listening probably have kids or grandkids. And when we had that first one, it was like, uh oh, what do we do now? Uh, you know, because <laughs> we've never been there. But you have that second one. It's like it's a lot easier. And then you have the third one. It's like, oh, they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Hey, kids out uh, crawling yeah. in the backyard with a lid. Yeah, here's some, yeah, here's some razor blades. Go play with them. Yeah, it's okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing. I said in my last, in the, in the last book, again, I talked about uh, Think Big, Act Bigger. You get, or, or excuse me, in Hero Factor, I talked about pick a side. Whether it's your program or some program, you got to get started. You got to get in the game. And so I tell people, pick a side. Don't make a difference. Just pick one. You know, now if you want to get smart, do a little bit more research. But the more, by the way, the more programs you get into, the more successful you're going to be. I can tell you that right now. I've watched it over and over. The more you read, the more you invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And I want to ask you about, are you dumb enough to be rich? That's what I want to focus on. Because let me tell you, folks, I'm dumb. So that must mean I'm really rich. So hang on. We'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back live cast right now here on Facebook and LinkedIn. This is Jeffrey Hazlett right here with C-Suite Radio. And you're on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. And I've got my good friend, Bill Barnett, who's the movement director at 10 by 10 Pro. We're talking about how to build wealth and how to be a serial achiever. 
uh, every single day. So right before the break, I was about to ask him, he named his book, Are You Dumb Enough to Be Rich? Why did you name a book, Are You Dumb Enough to Be Rich? <laughs> well, Jeffrey, um, yeah, when I got started doing real estate uh, almost 30 years ago, um, like you mentioned earlier, I have about a quarter of a million dollars invested in my real estate education. So I, I was going to mm -hmm. seminars, I was buying, buying books, buying courses, learning everything I could. But I caught myself after a few months, I had gone to Atlanta, I had spent several thousand dollars to be there for four days. And I'm coming back to Texas. And I caught myself talking myself out of everything I just learned. Well, that won't work in Texas. So da, da, da. And it started eating on me. About two days later, I woke up about five o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know how you hear sounds in your head sometimes. It was like somebody uh, put a shotgun off right next to me, my ear. I bolted up. I said, I get it. I'm dumb enough to be rich. What that meant was I'm going to find somebody that's doing what I want to do at this level. And I'm at this level. And if I can resonate with them personally, I'm going to follow what they say. In my case, that was Bob Allen. And so well, Bob and Bob's Bob's a multimillionaire many times yeah. over. And Bob, uh, Bob wrote the forward uh, to dumb enough to be rich. So, um, but it was Bob and, and I said, you know, I'm going to stop questioning a guy that's trying to help me. That is at a different level. I'm going to listen to what he says. I'm going to follow it to the letter. Then if it doesn't work, I know, I know where to go then to go, hey, Bob, this isn't working. Of course, you know what happened when I did. It worked yeah. like gangbusters. Sure. I mean, it's just like, hey, I need to go on a diet. Okay, there's a guy that does diets, knows how to do it. And I go, well, that doesn't work. Well, of course it works. You know, just find the program. And by the way, it might not be that program for you, but find the program that will work, right? Yeah. And I, I always, I, when I talk to people about uh, getting involved in real estate, there's a lot of great real estate people out there. Uh, yeah. But you got to find somebody that you resonate with, because if you don't resonate with that person that's instructing you, that's trying to help you, then you're not going to listen. You're not going to follow and you're just not going to do the things that that make this business work. But if you find somebody you resonate with and I tell everybody, I say, look, I'm not for everybody. Yeah. The people that like me really like me. And uh, as my ex-wife would tell you, the people that don't really don't. Uh, so. It's all right. That's okay. You can't be a great leader if you don't have a few haters I'm, I'm, that just don't like you. People will come up to it. And by the way, just because they say they don't like you or they, or they want to offer you advice or set, I call them assessments. Everybody likes to offer you assessments. They, would you, would you be, you know, they always want to tell you what they think. It's more about what they think than you, than really about you. It's more about them. Hey, what are, what are three takeaways from the book and, and who's it for? So, um, Dumb Enough, which is um, about 10 years old now, Are You Dumb Enough to Be Rich? The takeaways from that book are how to get started. I put a 120-day a quick start plan in there as a 30-day super quick and then a little bit longer uh, on it to just to get out, get started, get the first mm -hmm. deal done. That's really jump start. the biggest Get a good jump start. Yeah, that's the biggest thing uh, with the book. The, the second takeaway is understanding that no matter what you're doing, there's more private money available out there than we could possibly imagine. Mm. And the way things are today, are it's 10 times more available. And I teach people how to access it. And, I, and look, they don't have to be in real estate to do that. I've helped a lot of uh, folks that are in other businesses that need to put money together to either expand or survive until the market turns back to them. And I teach them how to do that with private money. 
And so I've been doing that. I, I come from an investment banking background. So I've been raising money for basically my whole adult life. And so I teach them how to do that, um, those two things. And then once you get those two pieces in place, then it's how do I scale this? Mm-hmm. If I can do one piece correctly, then how do I do it so that I can do the next piece twice as fast? And maybe the next time I can do two pieces at the same time, how do I scale my business? And that's really what our consulting is all about. Can anybody do this or you need a special education, special background? Well, I think you need a special education. It starts right there. <laughs> Read the <laughs> but, book. Yeah, at, you know, there's nothing in real estate. I, I say this to people all the time, Jeffrey. It's look, this is not an easy business, but it's a very simple business and it's a very straightforward business. So if you're willing to work, so there, I tell you there for years, people would ask me, does any particular type of person do better? And I'd always go, oh no, everybody can be a great success. But you know, I really learned that that's not the case. Right. Uh, there are people that have tendencies that tend to do better. Athletes tend to do better, uh, ex-military uh, or current military. Same thing with police, medical community. They all tend to excel at this faster. And it took me a while to to really pinpoint, but it was they're used to being told what to do and doing what they're told. And so they become very coachable. And that's the key. If you're coachable, great business. If you're not coachable, I may not be your guy. Yeah, I mean, well, there are those captains of no. We know who they are. No, it's not in the budget. We tried that before. You know, they play their head games, and those are the folks that will never, no matter what it is, they're the first ones to raise up and say, this is why we can't do it. This is why we can't do it. You know, my again, the last book, or no, the second to last book, uh, Think Big, Act Bigger, I talked about these captains of no, and I put pages and pages and pages of, of excuses that I've heard of why you can't go and do something. I mean, wouldn't it be something if someone invented pages of all the reasons why you can do something, Bill? Absolutely. All you got to do is make the movement. You know, uh, Tony Robbins is somebody that I look up to greatly. And Tony made this comment many years ago about just massive action. You know, don't worry about getting it right. Just get it, get it going. And then you'll figure out how to correct it along the way. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. In in addition to the book, you got a podcast. Tell us about the podcast. Yeah, the podcast is uh, 10 10 by 10 the journey. So I was looking at, uh, I was talking to uh, one of my clients and, and they made a comment that really struck me. They said, well, that's easy for you, Bill, because you've been doing this for almost 30 years and you have all of these assets that uh, work for you and I'm not in that position. And so I decided to do, um, a friend of mine named Russell Brunson says, uh, an over the shoulder program so that I'm starting with no cash, no credit, no contacts. And through the podcast, listeners are gonna be able to watch me start with where, they're not gonna be in any worse shape because I'm gonna start this with absolutely nothing. And they can watch and listen over my shoulder and so they can learn how to do this if you've got no cash, no credit, no contacts. And if you don't have any of those, there's not much else that you don't have. So how do we focus on what you have and make that work for you? Well, you're giving some gems and you're dropping some good names of some great people rubbing elbows with us, which I talked about at the intro, rubbing elbows with greatness. Russell Russell Brunson, another one who's made multi, multi multi-millionaires. I remember I met him about, I'd say nine, maybe 10 years ago. I was in a room 
with my son about to do a keynote, but I went over to this meeting and he was there. This young man was at the table as I walked away from the meeting and there was only about eight to 10, maybe 12 people in that room. I turned to my son and I said, watch that kid. He's going to be a multimillionaire. That guy has got something. He's yeah. going to go someplace. And of course, he invented ClickFunnels. Wow, yeah, look at I it. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking. If you, Hey, let me tell you, are you dumb enough to be rich? I think you are. Hi, and I take that. We'll take that as a compliment. We've been talking with Bill Barnett, the movement director of 10 by 10 Pro. Make sure you check out his podcast. Make sure you get that book. Are you dumb enough to be rich? And check him out. See the program and jump in because that's what you got to be able to do. Bill, thanks for joining us right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. My pleasure. Look forward to doing it again. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. Um, and I always learn something every show. And I tell you what, I here's your sign. That's what I learned. You remember he said he was IndyCar. He was a sign guy. He gave you a sign. And I keep talking about this in show after show after show after show, in interview after interview. Wherever I go on stages, I talk about when you give, you get. He said it again today. How many times do you need to hear this? Go out and give something today to someone. I don't care if it's a contribution, it's counsel, advice, or it's your time. But what gift do you have for another business? Go out and give it and watch it come back to you tenfold. That's what it is. Here's your sign. He was the sign guy in Indy, and today he gave us another sign. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Don't forget, tell your friends. And if I can help you in any way, please reach out to me. Thanks. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.